what just happened. It's live. <laughs> oh, ahoy, everybody. Um, the captain had to disappear for a moment, but he will be back. <laughs> but we still have Mandy and Mason. Cheers. We're hoping the captain Cheers. will be back. He's back. Man. And now I can't hear you. Is the show on? It figures. Stand by. <laughs> now Mandy can talk. I don't know. I don't know what I got much to talk about. I've been researching all the fun shipwreck places I can go play. Well, good. Then you'll be able to do some little videos and tell us all about them. When I get to them, yeah. There we go. Nathan, how's life? Your turn. Uh, it's, it's, it's life, you know. Very fitting episode. We're going to be talking about rum. Could use some of that tonight, but I don't have any. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. Bill's got plenty for everybody. I saw the bottles. See, I'm oh, at work, that. so I don't have any. And he's back. And he's gone. And he's gone. I hope so. And he's back. And he's gone. And he's gone. <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> so sorry, guys. So, um... <laughs> we'll just continue. Who needs a captain anyway? Yeah. All right. So... It's just formalities. So... How can you find us? YouTube, Captain Quarters Podcast on YouTube. You must remember to like and subscribe. We need more subscribers. Uh, we actually increased our numbers, and we'll get to that um, later on in the show. So watch, like, subscribe. And then, of course, we always do our Eight Bells, which is sponsored by Rikers Reenactors. They are a local acting group. Very nice people. First up, we have Carl Joseph Bobko was an American aerospace engineer, U.S. Air Force officer, test pilot, and a United States Air Force and NASA astronaut. Bobko was the first graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy to travel in space. A veteran of three space flights, Bobko logged a total of 386 hours in space. He was the pilot on ST-6 and was the mission commander on STS-51D. He was 85 years old. Hold on. I, I believe Captain can take over. Let me see. Can I be heard now? Yes. We can hear you. You guys can hear me, but I can't hear anything. I'll be back. All right. So then we're going to go... <laughs> Rome Sheldon Moss was an American recording executive, best known for being the co-founder of AM Records, along with trumpet player and band leader Herd Alpert. Moss and Alpert were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2006 in the non-performer category. He was 88. Then we have Ada Elizabeth Deere was an American scholar and civil servant who was a member of the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin and a Native American advocate. 
As an activist, she opposed the federal termination of tribes from the 1950s. During the Clinton administration, Deere served as Assistant Secretary of the Interior for Indian Affairs. She was also 88. Then we have Gary Marshall Barnes, was an American professional football player who was a wide receiver in the National Football League for the Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Chicago Bears, and the Atlanta Falcons. He played college football for the Clemson Tigers. After football, he worked in the fiber division of Chevron Corporation. He also operated a textile business and was an investment advisor. He was 83. We have another set, but let's, let's see if Captain on now. Captain, all right. So, Lolita, also known as Tokatai, was a female captive orca from El Pod of the Southern Resident Community. She has been in captivity at the Miami Seaquarium in the United States since September 24, 1970. Lolita was the second oldest orca in captivity after Corky at SeaWorld San Diego. She was 57 years old. Then, finally, we have Ray Hildebrand, was the Paul in the 60s pop duo, Paul and Paula, best known for the 1963 million-selling number one hit record, Hey Paula. The duo released two regular albums and a christmas theme album after the success of Hey Paula, which charted at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for three weeks in February of 1963. Their follow-up, Young Lovers, reached number six on the Billboard chart later in the same year. He was 82. And that, of course, is all I have for uh, in memory of. So as <laughs> always, we like to do um, our six bells in respect. I meant eight bells. <laughs> Okay, so it looks like um, the poor captain's still having some issues. Um, so why don't we continue on with um, Joke of the Week, sponsored by Shiver Me Pictures. Ahoy, mates. Mini Mayhem here with a Joke of the Week, sponsored by Shiver Me Pictures. How did the pirate quit smoking? Think about it, and I will give you the answer at the end of the show. Ooh, how did the pirate quit smoking? I look forward to the Mini Mayhem's answer later in the show. Then, next on the thing, we have a quote of the week, sponsored by our good friends at Spyglass Travel. The only man who never makes mistakes is the man who never does anything. Theodore Roosevelt. And I'm sure as the captain would say, Navigator, I like that quote. <laughs> Then, of course, oh, wait a minute, we might have him back. Hold on. Captain? Yes? Okay. Sorry, Can everybody. you hear us, Captain? Does he know he's on? Captain, you're on. He's writing a I note. Hope he can hear us. Oh, bummer. I don't think he realizes we can Captain, hear him. Captain, you're on board. Okay. <clears throat> then, of course, we have a um, question of the week, sponsored by our very, very good friend, Ancient City Sirens. 
rum, darker light, and favorite rum drink? Oh, that's a loaded question. Uh, we can see Ron back there holding a bottle. I'm sure he'll tell us all about it. So, rum, darker light, and favorite rum drink. Please chime in and let us know. Look forward to hearing everything. Else. Jim has a valid comment right there. Ah, thank you, Jim. Yes, and our hearts and prayers go out to the survivors of the California hurricane. So that was that was bad, and I feel bad for them because also they got another nasty piece of storm coming the way. So after they suffered that, now they got. Ooh, let's see. Uh, oh. And also, of course, you know, everything for Maui is poor people. It's also making sense to me. All right. So we're sp we, sp uh, we lost the captain again. Sorry about that. So we have crew adventures completed. This past Sunday, uh, we had, there was a retirement party for Donna and Donna Lauders, and she was our contact for one of our, our number one charity, Inc., investing in kids. So we were able to surprise her. She wasn't expecting us there. So we made a surprise thing. She was so happy. Of course, as navigator, I managed to get a few pictures. So there's some of the swashbuckler crew that was there. And it was a neat venue. I had never been to the barn before. And then the captain even presented her with her very own, the Swashbuckler Crew t-shirt. She was very thrilled with that. So, oh yes, well we could do Crew Adventures on the Horizon. So we of course have Ancient City Con. The captain's there as always. Um, September 15th to 17th, um, Navigate Longwood will be there. It's always a fun time. I encourage you to come on out. And the captain himself is going to be a, having a seminar, an acting seminar. If you want to improve your acting skills, you need to stop by and, and join the seminar. It'll be a great time. Also coming up on our calendar is the Spectacular in October, that's going to be a fun time. This year, we have the whole Colonial Quarter that's ours to invade and have all sorts of different venues and stuff. It's going to be an excellent time. I encourage everybody to come out for that. And then, of course, at the end of the year, we have the Old City Pirate Fest in January. That's a good time. Lots of bands. Food. It's in February. Yeah, February. We might even get Mandy Joe will come down for we'll that. We'll be here. Hey, Davey, yeah, don't forget about uh, Edgewater, down. Pirates on the Edge. Oh, yes, Edgewater. Edgewater one, that's a fun one, too. What is that? It should be oh. in November. Poor, poor captain. I'm not sure. I apologize, everybody. Um, not sure for... <laughs> He's having poor difficulties. Well, at least they got lots of rum there, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Henley, tell me more about that event i can't find it anywhere uh edgewater is uh the pirate invasion on the edge of the water and uh anyone who remembers we went to it had came through last year and 
pretty much demolished the whole area. It was underwater for a little while. Uh, so they did it earlier in the year. We went, and it was amazing. We had our uh, sister crew there, the Seawolf sea Wolf Privateers, and uh, they had their amazing ship there, and uh, it was an absolute hit. Everybody loved it. One of the funnest events I've ever worked. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to the next one. It's coming up in November, I believe. Yeah, November and, uh, 11th, I found it. Yep, November 11th. It's going to be awesome. Thank you, Hellfire. Well, this is much fun. I'm really looking forward to our, our special guest, Don Ron Brown. He is make, makes his, makes rum for a lot of people, including um, the Order of the Leviathan rum. I actually got to try that another couple years back. They came here to St. Augustine, um, all the order, because because the captain is, of course, a member of the order. And that was a fun time. We had a big event down at the Colonial Quarter. Um, this, uh, what do you think, guys? Um, should I do? <laughs> should I do? Um, go ahead and do uh, this week in nautical history, maybe. Yeah, might as well go through whatever we can so we can get the captain back on the ship somewhere. <laughs> All right, everybody, this week in nautical history. Welcome to This Week in Nautical History, sponsored by our friends at Florida Water Tours. If you want to see our beautiful city by water, then they are the company for you. We begin this week in nautical history in the year 1541. French explorer Jacques Cartier lands near Quebec City, on his third voyage to Canada, accompanied by five ships and 1,500 people to establish a colony. Colony fails after two years. 1770. British explorer James Cook claims the east coast of Australia for the British crown and names it New South Wales. Then in 1766, British expedition to find Terra Australis departs Plymouth, England with two ships captained by Samuel Wallace and Philip Cartier. Becomes two separate voyages, though, when ships lose each other entering the Pacific Ocean. Hmm. In 1821, Jarvis Island discovered by the crew of the ship Eliza Francis. 1864. Union troops fleet occupy Fort Morgan, Alabama. 1924. International Maritime Treaty drawn between United Kingdom and Italy. 1937. Japanese fleet blockades Chinese coasts. And then finally, in 2017, destroyer USS John S. McCain collides with an oil tanker near Singapore, leaving 10 missing and 5 injured. And that is this week in nautical history. Oh, and that was this week in nautical history. I think we got the captain back. Let's check. Captain? We can hear you. Can you hear us? We could always just tell him to do the interview. He just won't be able to hear us. See, we have sound.
Yay, can't wait for a copyright strike. Can you see us? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can fix it. <laughs> Captain, go ahead with the interview. We can hear you. They can hear me. We just can't hear them. Go ahead. You guys go. So already some people have been putting their little answers to the what we posed for the question. Let's see. Um oh, man, I'm a good looking pirate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Facebook user says they prefer dark rum. Zachary Harker, I enjoy dark rum, but recently I have discovered honey rum. Ooh, that sounds good. Ooh. Athena says, Kraken's my favorite rum. Release the Kraken. <laughs> Wonder where she learned that from. Oh, and our own Mandy Joe says, vanilla rums are amazing. Black Sales Adventure Company says, dark rum's number one. The captain's son, Will the Historian, says, not a big rum fan, but not bad in the pina colada. Nightingale in Florida says, light rum for me and a pina colada. Ooh, everybody likes, a lot of people like the pina colada. All right. Turn so the far, TV up. Up? Yes. You can go ahead and do the um, interview, Captain. Uh -huh. We can hear you. There you go. All right. So Show that from Anybody watching us, I have no idea what's going on. You can hear us, but we can't hear a thing you're saying. And I can't put up with that, so turn that down. Let's just have a party. I guess we're just going to sit here and drink rum because we can't run the show if I can't hear what's going on. And I have no idea what's going on. But Davey, you need to look at the settings. I can hear everything else on my computer. I can hear everything. So we're just going to go ahead and, and, and go with what we've got. But I can hear YouTube, I can hear music, I can hear sound, I can't hear you. So it is something wrong with StreamYard. And if I see one more of my crew laughing at this, I'm going to fly out to Utah and make you walk the plank. This is aggravating. So, we're going to sit here and drink rum. My guest is Don Ron Brown, the pirate. The pirate, the, the rum, rum pirate. The rum pirate. Aye, and we have some representation for Pusser's Rum here, and we're going to have a shot of rum right now. Pusser's Rum, right? Pusser's. Pour this, us a shot of rum. Pusser's has a number of uh, brands. This happens to, uh, uh, to be the 15-year-old, and this stuff has uh, been aged in their barrels for 15 years. Pusser's rum. This is a. Uh, I'm not sure what the proof on this is. Might be 96, but uh, it, it smells made, good. I believe it's made in Guyana, and uh, they use a uh, demerara sugar as part of their ferment. But All yeah, right. this, 
Cheers on Cheers. Fussers Rum. Cheers, Fussers. I, I'm glad everybody else can hear us, so listen to this. <laughs> oh, that's good rum. Oh, I like that I one. I think I poured too much. Woo. Oh, my. We may not make the whole show after all. To heck with the sound. <laughs> we don't need sound. You guys know we're drinking. We've got all kinds of uh, different types of rum here to go through. We want to make you the very first uh, uh, rum cocktail. How many of you know what the first rum cocktail is? What was the first rum cocktail? Grog. 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 We're going to make some grog tonight. And if you don't know the ingredients of grog, it's four, three, two, one. Or, as the, my guest keeps counting, he keeps going one, two, three, and four. I go four, three, two, one. Well, there's a little, there's a little poem. I'm a simple pirate, so it goes like this. It's it's one of sour, which is lime, and these are ratios. It's all about ratios. If you want to make good cocktails, you have to have the right proper ratios. Okay, laughing. We can read Slurping of the Rum. So we're just going to go by with whatever pops up on the screen and drinking rum and having a good time. Right, so one of sour, which is lime juice, two of sweet. I have made, uh, pre-mix, some brown sugar and water, which is simple syrup. So they didn't have white sugar back then. They had uh, brown sugar, cane sugar. So one of sour, two of sweet. Three of strong. I brought some Ray Nephew 151 rum. You can also use in, in Florida, Marlin and Barrel has a 153 rum, which is the legal limit in Florida for overproof rum. Wow. So Marlin and Barrel has a, a 153 overproof rum, but we got Ray Nephew 150, uh, 151 rum. So you think back then, it was hard to control proof, and we'll get into a discussion about where the word proof comes from. But it was hard to tell what the proof was, and so a lot of the stuff was pretty strong rum. It was overproof, over 109 proof, so we got 151. So one part sour, two parts sweet, three parts strong, four parts weak, and that's the water. And we need That's something drug. to mix it in. Oh, you brought some glasses to I mix did, it in. Right here. Very good. So we'll be able to mix it right there. Put you to work. All right. So we're going to mix some grog right now, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll slide that right there. All right. So we need a shot glass. And we've got some of these right here. All right. And we need one part sour. I'll do that about half. That'll be one part. One part sour. One part sour. One part sour. Two parts sweet. Again, we use brown sugar. If you want to be somewhat authentic, you can use brown sugar. You can also use molasses. So, one part. Wine. Do one more. All right. Two. One part sour, two parts sweet. Now, three parts strong, which is going to be the 151. Overproof. Go ahead. No, no. <laughs> no, I've done that before. So here is. We just opened this bottle. There's, there's one. Here's two. 
I make a good cocktail waitress. You have warm hands, too. <laughs> Three. All right. All right. And now the water. Yeah, four parts weak. Now, we're pirates, so I really don't want to water down that much. That's true. You so, want to just wave the bottle over it? Well, let's, let's do three parts. Three parts right. water. I'm three good with that. Water. Three parts water. One. Two. Three. Last one. All right. Use your Bimini stir stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So, and we got our really cool Pusser's tins here. It says painkiller. We're not making the We're not making painkillers. Pain Good. All right. Cheers to everyone. Cheers, you. Hi, and this be Grog. Hi, the staple of all pirates. The very first rum cocktail. Oh yes. It's pretty good. It is good. That's that brown sugar. All right, that'll make your tongue slap your brains out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of the secrets: is uh, to use uh, to use. Uh, uh, a brown sugar. Good sulfur water from... Ah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That might be good. Sulfur water. That's pretty good, actually. I like it with three parts three water. Three parts. Now. I like it. Play that 151. Woo! I think that might be better than 153 by Marlon Barrel. Could be a short show. On Amelia Island here in Florida. Athena Rivers asked if it was good. And at first when I saw that pop up, it, she goes, is it good crap? Well, but she said cap. I just yeah. read it long. And yeah, it's actually good. It's it's better mm -hmm. than good. The captain has some Michigan made from I took down last October. It was an amber rum from the New Holland Brewery Freshwater Rum. I had some, but like all good rum in my house, it doesn't last very long. Not long. So we, uh, we, we'll have to get you to Do bring some to, more down. Should we drink all this or should we... Do some more shots. <laughs> well, let's you talk about flavored rums, the different types of. Let's rums. talk about flavored rum because you brought a code rum, and, and when, as you're bringing that up, let me show everybody what I have. I've had these since the uh, Key Largo 305. Love the podcast. This is awesome. We're just sorry that we don't have the sound right, and we're just playing it by ear, and you all have to listen. I have two bottles that I got. Uh, April, uh, May, May of 2022, 20, when was COVID? 21. 21. 21. I got these bottles in May of 21. These are, cut. these are both the Captain's Cut Code Rum. Yep. They are numbered. One bottle is 62 and the other bottle is 63 out of 240. Yeah, 240. And, and that was the large run, too. And the 62nd one, I, I've i not opened either of them, but that was that was May of 2021. I was 62 years old. So I've kept this bottle, and, well, I still have this bottle, too. Souvenirs. These are great, but guess what? And, and in fact, I got three bottles from you because I, I, I gave one bottle to a friend of mine, and we did open that. It was... Um, I think it was 61 or 64. Yeah. 
And we opened it and drank it. it a lot of them good. don't get opened. A lot of them, people hang on to them, you know, as, as collector's items. One thing about uh, dark rum is that uh, it'll keep in a bottle a long, long time. Kind of like wine, it, there's a big discussion on the, on the Ministry of Rum uh, forum. Does, uh, does dark rum age in a bottle? And it's split right down the middle, 50-50. Half the people there, which I consider experts, I don't consider myself an expert, but, um, but half the people there uh, believe that rum does age a little bit in a bottle, and the other half don't. They talk about, the ones that do talk about chemistry. So I've had, because many of the pirates that are watching, and, and you've seen my backyard, and we have great pirate gatherings in the backyard, yeah. and every once in a while... A bottle of rum will be left out in the yard, right. and and I've had some dark rum out there that left out in the yard, and and, and after a while you come back, it's no longer dark. The sun bleaches it out, but oh. but it doesn't change the flavor. It's sealed. It has. I, I tried it. As long as it's sealed, yeah. It's sealed. Yeah. It's just the sun bleaches some of the 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 amber or the dark out of it, and it makes it a little less dark. But I've opened them up and taken a swig, and it's like, well, it's still the same rum. <laughs> so, um, so let let's try. So we had a, a, a little bit of this Pusser's 15 year old uh, uh, rum. I picked this up in Orlando at uh, at a Total Wine store. Is it okay if I say where I picked yeah, it up? Absolutely, at, absolutely. At a Total Wine store uh, in Orlando. Yeah, was, I say that they had one bottle left. It, it is hard to find. And uh, I think this is probably about $90 a bottle, but, but well worth it. So let's do this, because we were talking before the show, Pusser's Rum honors the oh, British... British Royal Navy, uh, the, the, the old, I, I believe it's, it's the old folks' home, the retired sailors. Uh, that, I think that's their biggest charity. Pusser's is big on... Uh, on uh, Yes, I have. <laughs> and, <laughs> actually, not to, to deviate, but Don is Godfather, right. right? And Ron is rum in Spanish. So, so you're the Godfather of Godfather rum. Of rum. <laughs> so we have a little bit of this pussers in this shot glass. So this, this is a worthwhile, uh, they do a nice charity for the, uh, the, the sailors. I may be wrong on that, but they're heavily involved in charity work for the British Navy uh, retired sailors, old sailors. So we want to honor the British Navy because we're drinking Pusser's Rum. So ladies and gentlemen, in this day and age, today we would say, God save the King. God save the King. Nice. And to all the British Royal Navy. Also, are they a sworn oh, pirate enemy? I, yeah, maybe. But, you know, hey. But not tonight. Not tonight. We're, yeah, they, all, they, we're, we're all drinking rum. Um, I'm going to ask my wife, who's off camera here, uh, sweetheart, over underneath on the shelves. Uh, yeah, underneath, <laughs> underneath the television, on the second shelf down in the back far corner from where I'm sitting, there's a bottle. Can you see it? Yeah. Would you bring it over, please? Hi, please. I like this bottle. That's a great bottle. <laughs> That's really nice. And if you can't see it, but there is an actual. Everybody knows my bottle with the skull in it. Inside that bottle is a barrel, a glass barrel. I've had this bottle for ages. What's inside of this is uh, is my own rum. Is a oh yeah. This blast. this was a gift 
from the person that I met in 2010 at Fells Point, who was there. That would be Jamie Jackson. And I still have the bottle. I keep the bottle on my shelf. It had a crack in it. Not sure what, how the crack came about, but it was sitting on my shelf. I, I have an idea how the crack came about um, because I have so many things in my pirate room that, well, somebody knocked it over and cracked it and then put it back and didn't say anything, and it leaked all the rum out. So I never got a chance to taste it. But I did keep the bottle because I think the bottle is so cool. And it's nice. Oh, that's just nasty. Well, before I leave, we'll put some of this in there. Well, it's still cracked, so we probably don't want to do that. No, uh -uh. no. So go ahead with this. So um, uh, one of the people commented about the corks. Um, <clears throat> that's very true. In fact, uh, I had an uncle that, uh, that uh, gave me a bottle that he brought over from Europe. He had had it sitting around on his shelf for so probably 10 years or something like that. And uh, the cork cracked and and, uh, and there was nothing in the bottle after 10 years. So if you keep them around, keep the corks wet. Now that's a, good now that's a natural know. cork. The synthetic cork, most of these things are synthetic now. The synthetic corks, uh, you don't have to. Uh, these, uh, these are synthetic corks in the, in the, in the code rum. And this here, that's a synthetic. That's a one synthetic too. cork. You can tell the real corks. So, but anyways, so um, let's talk a little bit about uh, dark rum. Um, this in here is a. Uh, well, we're going to talk about something useful. We want something that uh, that you can use. Let me just tell you from my personal experience, what is in here is uh, is rum. Basically, I went and bought. Uh, just like you can from a, a store, liquor store, this Ray Nephew 151. It's an overproof rum. You can get Marlin and Barrels 153 rum if you like. Um, but in this case, in Florida, this 151 uh, rum, a 750 ml, I think it costs about 12 bucks a bottle. So I took that and I bought a five gallon barrel. You can buy them on the internet. They're about a hundred bucks. I took a five gallon barrel and I bought I think it's 20,000 uh, milliliters. So I think it's like 15 of these bottles. I, I might be wrong on the math, I forget. But I filled the barrel up. And you fill that barrel up and you let it set. So I put basically $500 worth of rum into a five gallon barrel and I let it set for two years. And this is what you get. You get this gorgeous dark rum. Well, if you like dark rum and you want to go to the liquor store, a good dark rum averages probably $40, $50, $60 a bottle. Yes, it does. You know, and the really good stuff, the aged stuff, which is, I'm not saying this two-year-old is as good as a uh, as a 10-year-old uh, uh, or 15 like the Pussers, but uh, I did. I got it from the bunghole. I like hitting the bunghole every now and then with a hose. <laughs> <laughs> That's called, in fact, I got some videos. Um, in fact, when my buddies come over, I say, hey, you want to hit the bone hole together? And I get a lot of strange looks. <laughs> well, so, was it, you know, go ahead. So there's nothing in there other than the fact that you let it sit in that barrel right. for five years. Right. So when you look at a dark rum, it's dark because the barrels are charred. They have different types of chars. There's a light charred heavy charge uh, char where they actually flame the inside of the barrel 
and it creates a charcoal coating. Well, dark rum gets its color from the charcoal, from the barrel itself. Unless, if you look on the back of the bottle, we'll talk about that. In the back of the bottle, some may say charcoal or uh, caramel. So these cheaper brands, I shouldn't say cheaper brands, some brands will add uh, caramel, and by law they have to put that they added caramel, caramel uh, coloring, to give it that dark color. In this case, this came from a five-gallon barrel. Why a five-gallon barrel? Most rum is stored in a 53-gallon barrel, big 53-gallon barrel. I didn't want to put, well... $1,000 worth of rum in it? Well, it, <laughs> it's probably more like, like $10,000, $12,000 worth of rum in it. Um, so, but you have greater surface area on the, on the small barrels, on the five-gallon barrels, greater surface area, so it ages faster. A little bit different flavor, but you get this dark, dark, nice dark rum. So if you want to age your, uh, uh, get some nice dark rum, and you can play around with it. I didn't, now, we're, we're going to talk about adding sugars in that. What is this? In Alcohol in barrels age at sea will age four to six times faster than on land due to the ever-changing humidity, temperature levels of being on a boat. And there's also the theory that, that it rocks. It'll rock with the, the rocking of the boat, the sloshing back and forth um, will also add to that. But yes, the, uh, when these barrels like uh, Jack Daniels, when they store those barrels in, those, in the warehouse, the ones that are stored at the higher level typically become the more desirable because it's a higher temperature up there. They're not air conditioned. And so that temperature in the summertime, you know, the temperature going up and down, it takes that rum in their barrel and expands it out and it brings it back in. So it goes in and out of that wood, typically American white oak wood and that charcoal, and it will give it the, the darker color for this. Now, you aged it for five years? For me, this is two years. Two years? Two years, yeah. You See? want a sample? Yes, I do. Right. That's why we're sitting here. All right, now, in my particular case, since I bought this stuff, you know, at, at a store and put it in my own barrel that I bought off the Internet, um, I'm not selling this stuff. This is just for my own personal consumption and to give away to, uh, to my friends. So, one of the things that these rum companies do is... I don't want to say almost all of them because I'd have to prove it. Right. But a large number of them add sugar. Again, there's a big discussion on uh, some of these forums whether people add sugar or not. Some of them are very obvious. I would have ventured to say, I don't want to say more than half, but I would say a lot, a big percent will add sugars to it. In my case, secret ingredient, secret ingredient to add the rum, to sweeten it up, Maple syrup. I use Ohio maple syrup because I have friends that so harvest it there. So once you aged it to two years, then you right. added something to it before right. the aging or after the aging? After. After the aging. After the aging. As you were putting it in the bottles. Uh, well, what, what I do is I've got a big uh, five-gallon uh, jug, and I'll, uh, I'll take and put the, uh, uh, I'll pull out half the barrel, and uh, <clears throat> maybe even only a third, actually, I'll pull out about this much, and then I'll use an eyedropper, and I will put in, you know, there's 55 different sugars. There's turbinado, demerara, white, you know, light brown, dark brown, 
you know, there's, there's 55 different flavors of sugar. I learned that when the Domino's plant and Domino sugar, Domino sugar plant in Louisiana and it broke down probably 15 years ago. So I will literally take a little bit, and this is what you do because you don't want to experiment with a whole cup of rum that you've had aging for five years. So you take a little bit like this and an eyedropper and you put in, you know, one, two, three drops of, of maple syrup and you sample it, taste it. This is what a master blender does. And they'll say, okay, that's good. And then they'll take and pour another one. And this time, instead of uh, maple syrup, they'll use brown sugar. Or they'll use molasses. And uh, because it will change, it depending on what you put in there, you know, the, uh, the, uh, in my case, I like maple syrup. So this is, this is the, I put a little, and the bricks. Let's talk about bricks. When I say put in sugar, that's measurable. We use a refractor. A refractor measures the amount of sugar in a liquid. And just about everything that comes out of a still is around 14 bricks. And a bricks, B-R-I-X, is equal to about 1%. Right? So it's about 14% sugar. If you measure Coca-Cola, it's about 15% sugar. Wow. Yeah. So rum and Coke are, are about equal in sugar. So um, I've measured uh, vodka. Um, I've measured gin, bourbon, rum, um, straight out of a still. They're all somewhere in that 14 bricks. And uh, if you add too much sugar, then it tastes fake, right? So in this particular case, the amount of bricks on this, I took it to 18 and a half bricks using maple syrup. So smells good. Give, give it a little... Uh, Cheers. Cheers to each so, one of you. So, and if you're we'll, not drinking rum, I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. So. Ooh. It's, it's, Ooh. There's words I can't say. I've been coached not to say. Hi. Yeah, that's pretty, oh. that's pretty damn good. Well, also, the, the thing is, is that uh, this is 120 proof. We didn't even start to talk about proofing yet. Wow, that was good. I like that Not one. Bad. See, I when I drink rum, if I drink drink rum and then I do this, I don't yeah. want that rum anymore. So this didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, it's this basically cost me about twelve dollars a bottle. Not bad for a dark rum, right? No, it's not. Something, and also, you, uh, again, I'm encouraging folks to look at uh, getting a barrel and, and getting some of their favorite uh, silver rums and, and putting them in the barrel and aging them. And then that way they come up with their own their own personal bottle. So I mentioned the proof. Um, so where did that word come from when we say the, the proof of, of a rum? Most most rums are, are 80, 80, 80 proof. 87 yeah, 87. Kraken, I think. I saw a Kraken thing flash up there. I think they're 94. They have 92 and 94. 92 and 94. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I just saw it pop yeah, up there. there. Yeah, Kraken rum has 90, 92 and 94, I think it is. It might be 92 and 96. <clears throat> um, and you have to look at the label. If you get the white label, it's lesser. If you get the darker label, it's more. Um, um, 
But interesting, we were comparing notes in preparation for this, and uh, I told him my story that I had gotten from, uh, from Pusser's Rum, from uh, Gary Rogowski and, and Jamie Jackson. They have a rum called Overproof Rum. <clears throat> well, why is it called Overproof? And why is the proof 109.5? I'm going by memory. It's 109.5 proof. And I was sharing with the captain my version of the story, and, and you can add your version right. after this, is that back in the days, um, there was really no such thing as proof. I mean, how, how do you know a barrel of rum is 80 proof or 150 proof? So how did you prove what the, what the proof was of a barrel of rum? So what they would do is they would uh, pour some uh, gunpowder, out onto the table, and they would uh, draw some rum from the barrel, and they would douse the soak the gunpowder in the rum, and then they would attempt to light it. And if it was at least 109.5 and higher, it would ignite, it would light up, and so that was proof that the rum was it was at least gunpowder proof. And so. To add to the story, <clears throat> when the tax collector comes in, because you have all these barrels of rum being brought in, and somebody has to pay the taxes on it, because everybody's got to pay taxes, when they would light the rum, if the rum lit on fire, it was a proof that was taxable. If the rum did not light on fire, it was either taxed less or not at all. And some of the distributors <laughs> the runners the runners would bring in a certain amount of the rum that was proof so they paid the taxes on it but a certain amount of rum that they knew was not going to be taxed and then once the tax collector left and they paid their taxes then they combined it all and blended their rum together and brought it to uh, a desirable proof for everybody yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's just one more piece of proof that it makes sense. It kind of validates my version. It of does. The story. It both both stories yeah. validate on both sides. Right. So, um, and that that's that's how the, the the taxation, at least with the British, I'm pretty sure the Spanish and the French had similar. At least the French did. The Spanish drank rum, but the, the Spanish. Were they um, wine too? They, right? they, the, the, the the Spanish were more wine. Yeah, more wines and sangrias. Rum was 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 not hardwired to the British culture, mm -hmm. but rum was um, the staple of all sailors back then too. Not just pirates. So there's um, a sixty nine uh, overproof right there. There's an overproof. Yeah, um, that's that's one hundred and forty, almost one hundred thirty eight proof. So you've been making rum for how many years? Since 2005. Yeah. And you're, 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 are you still making rum? Well, or just for personal use now? Mainly just for personal use. We, I do a, a once-a-year run uh, of Holdfast, and that's, that's what that, that label is. There. And I have one of the labels. These go on the bottles. I have a label. These go on the bottles of the Hold Fast Rum, right. and the Order of Leviathan has some of the Hold Fast Rum, correct? They did, well, the, what the what I did for the Order of Leviathan, oh cool, Leviathan there you go. There. What, I, what we did for the Order of Leviathan is uh, I was approached 
to do a, uh, a limited run for the, uh, the Order of Leviathan. And dang, I wish I, I had brought a bottle. Um, but uh, we only, I think we did, I think we did a, a hundred bottles. Right. Or 113 bottles. And the first 13 were reserved. Uh, uh, they were the purple label ones, which are really cool. Um, dang, I wish I should have brought one of those. So I'll, I'll do a, a, a partial run, a limited run for a pirate crew, but I, don't, I only do pirate crews now. And I've only done, well, I did uh, Order Leviathan. I also did an individual down in Orlando. Uh, she had a daughter, uh, and uh, the, the daughter was entering the military or something of that nature. Her pirate name was Blackhearted Betty. I did a really cool run for her, about 30 bottles. So I'll do limited runs for some for some pirate crews, but other than that, I do about a hundred bottles a year, right around Christmas time, and it's only available uh, through Marlin and Barrel Distillery on Amelia Island. Really, in in Florida, yeah. So, so. here's a little secret. When I did the advertising for tonight's show over the last two days, I said there might be a little extra push towards Old City Pirate Festival 2024. I'm not going to give you all the details, but we're working on having some actual seminars at Old City Pirate Festival. Um, if you want to learn how to sword fight by some by one of the best stagecraft sword fighters in the in the country, there's a seminar going to be held for that. If you want to learn about making your own short movie, I have somebody that I'm working with now. We're, I'm going to be in a short movie that she's being producing and setting up and it's her fourth short movie and she has other talents in the radio and, and television industry so she's going to possibly do a, a, a seminar on how to build your own short movie we also have a possible wonderful dancer and I don't even have to mention her name because almost everybody would know who it is it's not Ron, that's for sure. <laughs> I, but she's considering doing a seminar. And as of tonight, a tentative agreement has been reached with the mafia boss of all rum, Don Ron Brown. <laughs> and he may do a seminar on how... How to drink rum. How to drink rum, sample yeah. some, how to actually... Taste your rum properly. We can show a little bit of it well, now. We should. If like. And maybe even how to, you get some extra how to's on making your own rum, distilling, not distilling your rum, but aging your rum like we talked about tonight. Oh, yes, there's that dancer. I didn't have to mention her name, and look at that. She pops up on the screen. Yep, that's Miss Gina. So we're looking at at least four seminars on the first weekend of. February, we have moved our date to February instead of January now, and we're looking for uh, some other ideas. So maybe you'd like to have a rum seminar or be a part of a rum seminar, and I have it on good authority that, well, there might be some rum to taste there. Well, I, I, I think I could probably have a barrel or two. There, there we go. <laughs> so that might be... Oh, well, the little barrels. Yeah, the little barrels, but it might be well worth it if you're yeah. interested in how, how to... Do taste age yeah. your rum. So be watching. Our website for Old City Pirate Festival will be going up within the next couple of weeks, and we're very excited to get it off the ground and keep going. Also with our spook we've got coming up in October, but we'll talk about that later. We're, we're going to have some, 
some instructions on properly tasting rum. Right. Uh, just a little sample of uh, what we would have in the seminar, but a lot of people are at a bar and they'll say, you know, Let, let's do a shot of rum, and they'll take it and they'll slam it down. I don't think I've slammed a shot in in decades. I just don't do that. Um, one of the, the tips, if you don't mind, I'll put you to work. Pour us just a little bit of rum. Uh, just just oh, a the tap. Yeah, just, just a whisper. We'll, we'll do the pusses. We'll do the good stuff. We're going to analyze it. But what you want to do, strangely enough, if you take an alcohol, any any alcohol, and you can see we have just a little bit of, of pussers in here, all right? Strangely enough, if you cut it in half, you'll be able to taste all the subtleties of an alcohol, whether it's tequila, rum, bourbon, or whatever. I didn't believe it until I was involved in some judging competitions years and years ago. And uh, the judges were cutting everything by 50%. And I thought, that's just watering it down. I mean, but it's true, folks. And uh, first of all, what you want to do is, uh, there is a way of, 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 if you're just taking an aisle plan and you're sitting at a bar and uh, cutting your rum. But if you can breathe through your nose and your mouth at the same time, you know, breathe through your nose and the mouth at the same time, your nose is responsible for 85% of what you taste. So if you don't believe me, next time you, if you have a shot, just pinch your nose and take a sip. You won't taste anything. You wow. see people saying, you know, you know, doing medicine, you know, right. nasty stuff. If you pinch your nose and try it right now, pinch your nose and just take a sip. And open it up. You, you can't taste. So eighty five percent of your taste comes through your nose, right? The only thing I could taste was that little bit of the burn from the rum. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's not really a taste. It, it's that's amazing. That's, that's a, that's and this a is very, very. This is puster. Is if those of you who haven't had, is a very strong, very, very yeah. uh, flavorful. We got to uh, put rum, more in the robot <laughs> while we drink it down. <laughs> so, so what we're going to do now is we're going to take this. So. If you're, you're working with us, you can see how much we got there. We're going to take and we're going to dilute this 50%. I'm going to let the captain do both of these. So try this and, and just, and what you want to do is breathe through your nose. And there's three parts. There's the, the entry and it, the, the flavor profile will change. There's the entry and then the middle and the finish and you'll hear these rum judges and people they'll say oh it tastes like cardboard or it tastes like caramel or chocolate um, when it first goes in you'll taste one way through the middle the palate you'll taste another way and then on the finish does it linger does it burn is there a long-lasting caramel flavor or is it just does it gag you so, so sample that with the, the water down, one-to-one. So one. No, just, just br it. breathe through the nose and see if you can... Um, it smells sweeter. You know, I mean, trust me, folks. It, uh, you'll be able to taste the subtleties of the rum. It won't be as strong, obviously, but, you'll, but other things will oh, start to come out of it. That's it's amazing. It, that, that is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It smooths it out. Well, then... That's kind of like, there are certain rums that I like when I'm in a bar. Right. 
and they say, how do you want it? And, and I normally like my rum with one ice cube, just one, because okay. I don't want it watered down too much, but I like my rum, I, most of my rums I like it chilled. Right. The yep. one ice cube will melt just enough to put, uh, probably do what we and, just And it brings out some and of it brings the out flavor. the better flavor of it. Yep. Because, uh, and I'm not an expert, but I do tell people, um, this is chemicals. Yeah. And when chemicals, their That's composition all. change, uh, hot chemical, cold chemical, chilled chemical, it changes the composition of the chemical a little bit here and there. Right. And that's why you get a different different taste. So so that's the watered down one. And trust me, the, the more more of the subtleties, you'll be able to see the subtleties of the rum if you cut it one to one with water. Is Sounds it better, crazy. Is it better to go into a bar then? Maybe I've been doing it wrong. Is it better to go into a bar and say, I, I, I want rum and then give me a shot glass of water? I would try it one time to see if you like it like that. Um, me personally, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I like yeah. my rum straight up. I yeah. Mean, um, and there are some rums that I don't like cold. Right. They're but I, but if you want to analyze a rum, we're talking, if you want to judge a rum, if you like one better than the other, you want to understand why it tastes the way it is, then I would, I would cut it with water because you'll be able to, the subtleties of the rum will come out, and you'll be able to train yourself. You'll say, okay, I like ones with... With caramel in it, you know, or I like ones with that have heavier sugars. So, what's your opinion of some of these rums? I refer to them as, as boutique rums, right? Because they're rums that basically they've just put a lot of flavors in them. And we, I, and, and I, let me make sure before I go any further with this, because I'm a huge fan of City Gates Distilleries here in St. Augustine, and they make some really good flavored rums. My most favorite one. They don't make anymore, although we're talking about maybe running a mayhem line of it, but it's orange spice rum. And basically okay. they do this. Yeah. They get this, and then they infuse flavors in like it. Like this, right? Like that. Yeah. And, and they're the spiced orange one. And all my all the pilots and all my friends that have come here and drank rum with me, they know that one. And it is it is a wonderful rum. It really is. Yeah. It's great. But it basically is this. Yep. Yeah. And then they infuse this it. Flavor. Let's let's talk about uh, flavored rums. All right, spiced rums, flavored rums, which is uh, the majority of the market. Actually, I believe spiced rum has the lion's share uh, of, of the rum marketplace. But um, if you take a, a flavored rum, I took one of the strongest flavors that, that I had. This is the the, the code uh, cinnamon rum, right? And so what we did was we took the, the, the code silver rum, right? And we infused it with cinnamon flavor. Now there's a number of ways you can do that. You can do it with liquid cinnamon. You can do it with cinnamon sticks. They have powdered cinnamon, which creates a mess <clears throat> because it clogs up all the filters. <clears throat> but um, a couple things about flavored rums, <clears throat> typically, I shouldn't say, I hate using words that encompass everything. True. But, um, but a large number of the, of the uh, rums that are out there are artificially flavored. They use a liquid cinnamon, right? And they infuse it into a, a silver rum and, uh, and add sugars and, uh, and, and they sell it. Uh, other folks do... Uh, well, I can give you one example because I, I just only deal from my personal experience. Like Marlon and Barrel, they have an espresso rum. Um, 
It's real strong coffee flavor, but they've got a frickin', I can say frickin', right? Of course you can. Uh, they have a frickin' uh, uh, barbecue grill, one of those eggshell things out back, and they get coffee beans, and they roast them. I've seen them roasting coffee beans. Now, they may buy roasted coffee beans, but the point is, is that they're buying real coffee beans, and they soak it in a big 55-gallon barrel of silver rum and so it's infused they use real coffee beans and it's infused other folks will just go buy a bottle of uh, a jar of uh, of coffee flavor you know alcohol based coffee flavor that the industry sells and they'll dump it in there and they'll sell it but so some people actually infuse their stuff um, again I hate to keep bringing them up again but I've got first-hand knowledge of this um, they have a pineapple rum, and it kills me because I love pineapple. They'll have a 55-gallon barrel of, uh, of white rum, and they cut the tops off of pineapples. And drop them in. And, and they, they slice it up, and they drop it in. They let it set, you know, for 24 hours, 48, I don't know how long. And then they throw the pineapple away. <laughs> See now, a pineapple is soaked in rum. I would, I would cut the pineapple up and sell the pineapple. Well, up I know, rum, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it just drives me crazy. Well, it's kind of like what we used to do when we were kids. We used to go and buy a watermelon and cut a hole in it and drop a bottle of vodka in it. Yeah, yeah. Same, same concept. Same concept. Same concept. So there are folks out there that uh, and, and do your research that will go to the extra. Uh, uh, time, energy, effort to actually infuse it with live fruits, you know, jalapenos, you know, espresso beans or whatever, and, uh, and produce a, a, a different a different flavored rum than, than most people would. So, so I, I'm not a big whiskey fan, but I like some of the flavored whiskeys. Right. And, and I like peanut butter whiskey. And there's about yeah. six different ones out there. There's a couple that are really good. There's a couple you could tell they're not as good. There's some in Florida, yeah. Yeah, but they nobody's done a peanut butter rum yet, have they? But I, I've not seen one yet. I don't think so. Oh. I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't think so. So... Um, one thing I want to say about uh, uh, flavored rums, um, back in the early days, uh, I had I started, uh, myself and two other guys, uh, started uh, Pirate's Choice Rum, and we did two rums. We did a Molasses Reef, which is a dark rum, and we did a Key Lime Rum, and the loyal friends and customers have held on to the bottles to sealed on a shelf for souvenir items. Um, the molasses reef, the dark rums will keep, but a flavored rum uh, typically, typically will not keep. Um, those Pirate's Choice rums that are like 10 years old, the key lime, I went and tasted it and then it's turned. Yeah. So a lot of these flavored rums, because they have artificial flavoring in it, um, you might want to drink them sooner rather than later. <laughs> <laughs> the same with some of the cream rums. Yes, especially the especially creams. the cream rums. Yeah. I have I have three bottles of cream rum that we opened up and drank here, and then some of those bottles still have cream rum in them, and I'm afraid to drink them now. Wow, I, yeah. you know they're they're probably two months old, and I'm I'm not sure I want to take the chance. Yeah, it depends on how they were stored. Yeah. So another thing about about these uh, 
uh, about flavored rums, lots of sugar. I think just about every flavored rum that I've tried, um, like I said earlier, uh, when these uh, uh, spirits are distilled, when they come right from the still, they're typically about 14 bricks or about 14, 15% sugar. Um, this right here, this, this code cinnamon, I, as I recall, is 24% sugar. Wow. However, you compare that to Fireball, I believe, as I recall, because I measured it, 36%. So... Are we going to drink that? I suppose. <laughs> I get carried away. Okay. So, so, I got, I got so, a fresh couple of shot glasses here. Yeah, you'll need it with the, with the cinnamon, this flavored rum. Um, Uh-oh. What in the hell happened to the show? It turned out. There it is, right there. All right, there yeah. it is. So... All right, so this if you don't know by now, Captain Mayhem hates technology. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. Thank goodness we got rum to make me happier tonight. Otherwise, I'd be throwing my entire computer system out the door into the front yard. Yeah, well, we may do what we, what we can, right? We're going to just drink some more rum and let Davey keep putting up that little signature that says, now you know why the rum's always gone. Yeah. So this, oh, this, is, this smells good. This will have a real strong... Uh, when we were doing, when we uh, introduced Code Rum uh, back in 2015, um, we did uh, comparisons against the leader at that time, and this was preferred seven out of ten times. So it should against be a, Fireball. I can't say that. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I, I suppose you I could. could. Well, we did. It's, that's the truth. So, but uh, but it doesn't have the syrupy flavor. It doesn't have the syrupy syrupy taste. No. So. I'm not putting them down, man. I wish I was them. That's good rum, too. Pretty good, huh? That's good. If you like Fireball, you'd like this one much, much better. Much, yeah. much better. Now, there, there's only one store that I'm aware of that has the code cinnamon left, and that's uh, Sunny's in Deland, Florida. Now, is code rum no longer making rum? I don't know. Okay. I honestly don't know. I, I've been looking around and... Uh, That's why I better keep these I, bottles for a while. I, I've lost, uh, lost track of that, so... Yeah. Yeah. So these bottles that I have here, I guess I'm going to have to keep track of, and maybe they'll be even more special a yeah. year or two down the road. I forgot how good this is. Yeah, that I, is good. I, I'm enjoying that. that. As, my, as my dad used to say, that tastes kind of musty. <laughs> musty have another one. Must, oh, there you, I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right, so we've covered, um, um, again, I, I have nothing to gain by this, but other than the fact that uh, I want you folks to, to understand that um, hey, Tony. you can get these five-gallon barrels on the Internet, and you can, uh, you can take a nice silver rum, and uh, have I infused dark rum with cinnamon, clove, and honey? Um, I personally don't like clove, uh, but but uh, cinnamon, yes, that's what we're having right here. And the honey as a sweetener in developing the, the code cinnamon, um, you know how much I said earlier I like uh, maple syrup. Uh, honey is one of the other ones that I that I use to flavor. <clears throat> I tried to flavor. Look at this. It goes out of rums the so Honey and rum goes re real well together. What I would do is uh, give it a try yourself. I mean, you go to the store and you can buy cinnamon uh, flavoring. 
and, uh, and honey and take your favorite silver rum and give it a try. You know, that's how I got started. Well, we got started down in the Florida Keys. There's a bunch of pirates and uh, figuring we could make rum better than those guys. There we so, go. when did you start making rum? About 2005. We had a little dive shack down in uh, down in Key Largo, and a good friend of mine, Joe, and his buddy Pete, uh, were divers, and my son worked for those guys, and uh, uh, they went out diving and and uh, came back all shit faced. I can say that, right? Yeah. Came came back. We you guys know what that means, and uh, and getting cocky, saying we know more about. It. We drink all this rum. We know more about rum anybody else we ought to do it ourselves and went out and got a two and a half gallon hot water tank from home depot and put an illegal still in above the dive shop and we made really shitty vodka shitty rum <laughs> shitty gin <laughs> and they got a hold of me because i had a chocolate company at the time caribbean chocolate trading company well don knows something about taste so we bring him in and and uh, start tasting it and after six months it got to be pretty good and uh, we found an investor and uh, got legal. And that's what I got to tell you, man. I, I, uh, I live in Tennessee now. We moved up there two and a half years ago. And uh, I swear to God, probably one out of ten of my neighbors and friends have stills. I mean, everybody's got stills up there. <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah, but they're all making bourbon and whiskey. Yeah, yeah. They don't know how to make rum. No. No, they're making uh, shine and... Uh, and uh, bourbon, of course, bourbon legally has to be uh, uh, stored in a barrel for at least two years. So um, they're making shine, they're flavoring it with all these different things. So um, anyways, uh, I don't know what else I can say about this other than uh, I'm starting to get a buzz. I, I, you know what, Davey, now you can put that spot up there. Now you know why the rum's always going. <laughs> <laughs> This cinnamon rum is good. So I've had I've had a taste. I, by the way, this this is a gift. I'm leaving this with you. This oh, is, this is for you. That so I'm gonna you. I'm gonna tell all my crew. Maybe I'll share it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna put that one right there, just like that. You want another shot? Random hands coming in. All right. You want another shot over there? Yes, yes. All right. Bring your shot glass back. I want some more of the grog. Yeah, go ahead and make up another another batch of the grog here. Here's the, here's the glass. As I reach out, look, a glass appears in my hand. You're a magician, right? That's right. I lost my. Uh, oh, here it is. So now I'm just going to put it up in the air. Watch my hand go Ratios. up in the air. Ratios. Ratio and come back down, and it's gone. That looks like one part. It looks like one part. One part sour. You need one of these glasses. Well, it would have helped a minute ago. <laughs> Two parts. Oh, this is going to be a big one. So while you're doing that, I'm, this I'm going to tell a story about a good good friend of mine, Ruthless Ryan. Now, Ruthless Ryan passed away several years ago, and he was a big favorite of both my wife and I, and Angelina and Ruben and many of the others. He lived down in Daytona area, 
and he was suffering from the big C. And several weeks before, he, he had stopped drinking rum. And what was really great about hanging out with him was that him and I were the same age, and we both had similar experiences in magic. He did magic as I did magic. And when, when we both looked at our pictures of us doing magic in our 20s and 30s, the poses were the same, the hair was the same. It was, it was bizarre. And we didn't know each other. So a couple of weeks before he was close to his time, he said, I'd like to have a drink with my friends. And so there were a couple of us that got together and we bought a bottle of Nelson's blood because mm. that's what he wanted to try. And we sat on an afternoon on a weekend. And I, I, I don't remember everybody that was there, but I think there were five or six of us there. And we sat there and it was a regular bottle of Nelson's blood. And we drank the whole bottle amongst all of us for the afternoon just kicking back and having a good time and and so Nelson's blood means something to me very special and that's probably another reason why I keep this bottle that's cool that's a nice story so so um, I ruthless I, Ryan you're missed many of us yeah. truly truly miss you and you know what we do it we should do a we do a toast old ruthless Ryan and then I'll tell you what you you I know you're a historian. You yeah. know the the source of that. In fact, that there was name. a there was before you say anything. There was a there was a post that went out. When and Ryan himself put the post out, and he put a post of Siegfried and Roy in Las Vegas, and ruthless and mayhem in Florida. <laughs> and I like it, was, it. it was I still have that picture too. And so, if any of you remember ruthless Ryan, great. If you don't. Just enjoy my story, and I have a cheer, a toast to Ruthless. Aye. Aye. Boy, that's good grog. I like this. That's good. Well, you, know, you know what makes it really good? What's that? We're drinking it out of tin cups from Pusser's Rum. <laughs> that's, right, yeah. that's right. This is and, good stuff. And if any of them from Pusser's Rum is watching, hey... I don't know how much more I can do. You <laughs> can have another sip. Hey, I'll have another sip. Admiral Nelson, Nelson's blood. You probably, you folks know the story of that, but I don't know the front part of the story. I just know the interesting part. His body put in a barrel? Yes, a yeah. barrel of rum. They wanted to, to save and preserve his body, so they put it in a barrel of rum. And because uh, um, they they needed to take him home for proper that's right. And another another a bit of trivia with this is one of my favorites is that uh, they had a lot of rum on board the ships uh, for a reason. And the reason is is that rum is half water, and it won't spoil. Right. It won't spoil as you're going across a three month you know four month journey across the ocean. Water gets tainted and spoiled. Um, but rum doesn't, and it's half water. <laughs> and, it, and it was it was their way to to become to stay hydrated. They realized they had right. to do that. Um, now, the British Navy kept up the tradition of a ration of rum at the end of every shift up until mm -hmm. 1977 or 76. It's in the 70s. Yeah, 70s. 70s. I, 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 for some reason, I think it. And if anybody out there wants to look it up quick and correct me. For some reason, I believe it was 1976, which was the bicentennial year of the United States. 
And they, I think they called it Black Tot Day, they, right? They did. So if you maybe you look search up Black Tot Day, that might that might give us the, the exact year that was. When I was on the uh, Black Raven, so a shameless plug for the Black Raven, we they're did, here in town, aren't they? They are here in town. We did host a group of British military on board the ship, and it was a it was a fun experience mm. to hang out with because some of them as were fun native. as the British could be. Yes, as fun <laughs> as the British could be. Some of them were some of them were uh, navy, and some of them were marines, um, and they all drank. 1970. Thank you, Mandy Joe. 1970. So um, this is good grog. I, I bet Mandy and Davey and Mason wish they were having some grog right now. I... <laughs> that really so, see, yeah, just... you can't... I can't hear you, so I'll tease you with my booze. <laughs> All right. So, so you know what we're going to do? We, we haven't really paid much attention to the scripting, although Davey, I, from what I could see when I was trying to fix the problems here, Davey did a wonderful job of keeping up with the show and keeping it on track, and I missed the eight bells. So what I'd like to do real quick with my guest here is do a quick toast for the eight bells, and for those that were in eight bells, we toast those and the loss of your loved ones and family and those people that are meaningful to us in all walks of life. We cheer to you. Hi. Cheers. Hi. So, we haven't really stayed too close to script, but I'm trying to pull the script up so that I can see what we need to do. Um, I'm getting this messages. This is where I do the strip. The strip. Uh, you want to put on your alligator jacket? <laughs> Step off and put your alligator jacket on. We'll tell stories about it. All right. There. Go ahead. The real deal. The real deal. He's got an alligator jacket he's going to put on, and we're going to look at that. I'm trying to find the scripting since I had to reboot everything to try to fix things. I still don't know where my scripting is, but we'll find it. We're going to change things around, Davey, in just a few minutes. We'll just go through all the um, messages that have come through. But if you'd like to right now while he's changing, why don't you go ahead and do a nautical year in history? Welcome to This Week in History. Sponsored by our good friends at Dick's Wings Bar and Grill. If you like great food and drinks, then this is the place for you. We start off this week in history in 1775. King George III proclaims colonies to be an open rebellion. 1831. Former slave Nat Turner leads uprising against slavery. 1862. Santee Sioux Indian attack Fort Ridgely. Then in 1863, Lawrence Massacre, 450 Confederate guerrillas led by William Quantrell with William T. Anderson and Frank James attack the Unionist town of Lawrence, Kansas, killing more than 150 unarmed men and boys. 1888, American inventor William Seward Burroughs patents the adding machine. 1907, Harry Houdini escapes from chains underwater in 57 seconds at Aquatic Park in San Francisco, California. In 1919, 
Gasoline Alley cartoon strip premieres in the Chicago Tribune. 1940, German Luftwaffe begins night bombing on London. 1942, Walt Disney's animated movie Bambi, based on the book by Felix Salton, is released. 1952, the penal colony on Devil's Island is permanently closed. 1954, WPTV TV Channel 5 in Palm Beach, Florida, NBC, begins broadcasting. 1955, Guinness Book of World Records is first published. And finally, in 1959, Hawaii becomes the 50th U.S. state. And that is This Week in History. Hi. All right, welcome back. That was a good one. We just talked about King George doing that in class yesterday. <laughs> Declaring the colonies an open rebellion, not stripping on the camera. <laughs> I actually won a competition by stripping. Did you really? I did. I don't think I want it to was, know about was, that. No, it was a company picnic. <laughs> uh, so this has been a great show, ladies and gentlemen. It's been frustrating for me because I can't hear anything going on. Uh, maybe, I don't know what's, what's... I'm I'm glad everybody stayed with the show, and I thank you very much for the patience and allowing us to still continue on with our guest, Don Ron Brown, of the rum genius of the world. That's how I the have to put pirate. it. The rum pirate. The rum pirate. We have a couple of other things we want to do, but we're going to... There we go. Thank you, Davey. You're, you're following along. Future guests on the show. Next week, the sheriff will be here. I hope to God I have the sound figured out. Black Sales Adventures will be here in two weeks. In three weeks, we're going to do a September 11th, a surprise special. I'm not sure what that special is going to be yet. I'm still working on it. But we have many other things. September 18th, ladies and gentlemen, it says special anniversary show. Believe it or not, that's our 100th episode on September wow. 18th. So we're going to do cool. something special there. And we're still trying to work out a couple of other things there. Look at everything that's on there. I don't need to read it to you. It's all there right in front of your eyes. Take a snapshot of it with your camera if you want. And you see what all we have. December 11th and 18th may be taken up already. So we are booked all the way through to 2024. And of course, we're working on Spooktacular and Old City Pirate Fest. If you are listening and want to be a part of either of those two events... Send us a message. We'd like to have you sponsor and be a part of the show. And your sponsorship with Spooktacular and your sponsorship with Old City Pirate Festival will actually get you mentioned on this show. And depending on what deal we parlay, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I'm open to allowing anybody that parlays with us to be a part of our two biggest events to have plenty of extra airtime on this show. I'm even willing to give you an entire show if you want to come and be here, like my good friend Don Ron Brown here, and we can have a good time talking about whatever it is your company is all about. I will give you a show if you send me a message and sponsor our events. On that note, Davey, um, 
how about let's go ahead and did you did you do joke of the week? You want to go ahead and do the conclusion of joke of the week, and then we'll do this week. Okay, it's time for the answer to the joke of the week. How did the pirate quit smoking? The answer is he used the patch. <laughs> Part, but. Davey, pop something up and, and let me see if I know. Is this how a pirate quits smoking? <laughs> it probably is. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. Very good. So if you want, Davey, go ahead and pop up this week in history. We did that. Quarters Podcast is indeed a ship sailing the seas of the world, always in search of history, knowledge, and adventure. It takes a crew to run a ship, so we'd like to take this opportunity to thank those who help keep the ship afloat. Our sponsors, St. Augustine Pirate and Treasure Museum, Dick's Wings Bar and Grill, Spyglass Travel, Ancient City Sirens, Rikers Reenactors, Paper and Strings, Shiver Me Pictures, and Florida Water Tours. The supporting cast and crew, Captain William Mayhem, Navigator Davey Longwood, Gunner Hellfire Henley, Cartographer Mandy Joe, Juan Cam, and of course, our Potter Monkey. Helping others gives the crew purpose. The four major charities we support, with always room for more, are Inc. Investing in Kids, St. John's County Fire Cadets, Says St. Augustine Youth Services, and the Humane Society. You too can be part of the crew and support the show in many ways. Go to Patreon, support us with a small monthly contribution as Powder Monkey or First Mate memberships. Go to YouTube, hit the like and subscribe button to join our ranks and support the show, or a single contribution which helps with other expenses of the show. Thank you, it does take a crew. Oh, yeah. We're friends, we're friends, you know. We're back again, and Davey, that wasn't this week in history. Did I, do you want to do that one too? <laughs> Have you done it already? Did we do nautical history too? I hate being deaf. She's, she's cute. Yeah. Man, All right, cute. so ladies and gentlemen, there it is, our Captain's Quarters podcast. You can watch us on YouTube, Spotify, or Instagram. You can also catch us listening to us on Stitcher, iHeart, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, and music, Amazon Music. We have actually had a conversation amongst the crew of the, of the Captain's Quarters podcast today. We may be upping our game and adding a few more platforms in the next couple of weeks. We'll see what happens. We have some possibilities of really upping our game. Before we go into anything else, baby, you're just going to get ahead of me anyway. Go ahead. Um, we're at 1,401 subscribers. That's good. And we've got a lot of views going on. Pirate Joke of the Week has been good. Special guest with John Merriam was good last week. End of Watch, Eight Bells, June 5th. Got a lot of views. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. 2.2 thousand views, 401 watch hours. That's very good. Davey, what I'd like to do is because we, we didn't do it yet, I'd like to go back. I'm going to scroll back and look at all the comments because we may have missed a few here because we can't hear or see what's going on. So what do you think? Is that okay with you? Shake your head. 
Good. I, I also noticed that Mason, he's gone. Did he have to go to bed? He's sick. sick. He's sick, not doing well? Yeah. Well, that's because he kept dipping into the rum. <laughs> yes, I... Wait, so, what I didn't explain? What's that? I didn't explain something. I don't know. We're going to go back and oh, find okay. out. We're going to go back and look just to see if we missed anything, because as much as... There's a lot of comments. Yeah, we've got a lot of people watching the show. Davey, uh, while I'm looking at some of these things going on here, because I want to point out to Ron where we have people viewing us from, has... Um, um, darn, the question I wanted to ask just went right through my head. Uh, it'll come to me in a minute. So let's see. Uh, hello, Jim. It's always glad to have you there. And, and he's he's been catching up on us and making sure we're paying attention to our, what we're doing here. Mandy Joe says vanilla rums are amazing. Yes, they are. Yes, I, um, I agree. And Ransom Mayhem said he just heard me. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's it's the captain's equipment seems to not like all the rum. No, the captain's equipment likes the rum, and the captain's equipment is in good working order. <laughs> but like I, us, not like us, <laughs> we're in good working order. For anybody watching, I'm not sure what's going on because I can hear everything else on my computer, from YouTube to videos to everything else. I just can't hear anything going on in this program. I'm not sure why. We'll bust it all down this week and try to figure it out. Black Sails Adventures. They like dark rum. Black Sails Adventures stuff. is in North Carolina. They are a, a, a entertainment crew that brings tourists out on pirate adventures. There are a lot of Well, rum. now they know how to make their own dark rum. Will the Historian. Not a big rum fan, but it's not bad in pina coladas. I said that. I said what I said Bourbon drinker, my son. That's my son, Will, and he's a bourbon drinker. All right. So, so, uh, so if if you like bourbon, um, try Pusser's rum. Pusser's dark. A lot of people compare that because it's a real strong, kind of like Gosling's. Gosling's dark. The dark seal is a real strong. Uh, so give uh, give the Pusser's a try um, because it's it's got that. I'm a bourbon drinker. I'm, I just moved to Tennessee, so. We do a lot of bourbon. Up you there. better drink bourbon in Tennessee, or they'll kick you out. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's where all the, the the moonshine shows are filmed at. They're like within like a fifty mile radius of really? where we live in the Appalachian Mountains. So now, my son, when he came to visit before, leave Jim's up there real quick, Davy. I want to throw something else out there. When my son came to visit, and we did the the D Day D Day episode. When he left, I gave him a, bo a very special bottle of Jameson's. It was a dark cast. Mm -hmm. He uh, He's actually tasted it and said he liked that one. I still have a couple of bottles of that sitting in my cabinet. You've seen my cabinet are full of blues. It's full. I, it's I, nice. I've got a nice it cabinet. It will be when I leave. Right. Well, <laughs> so let's see here. Jim says dark rum is an ingredient in pineapple upside sound cake. Sound cake. I've never had sound cake. I've had it a is. pineapple upside down I've cake before. All right. Uh, Ransom Mayhem says he has several bottles of the order rum. I know he has several, oh. and that's that's my brother. That's Dell over in oh. Panama City. Oh, cool. He has several bottles, but do you think he shared one with me yet? He better this time in, in Panama City. He, he, he probably you're probably right. He drank smart. it all. Yeah. <laughs> what else do we have here? Let's see. Going down, Nightingale. Uh, she agrees with Will, the historian. Um, I don't know what he said, but agree with him anyway. I can barely hear the captain. Well, put your hearing aids in. 
if you can barely hear me, you're doing better than I am because I can't hear anybody. And I got new hearing aids this 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 week. Yeah, sure. What did I say? They're rums talking. Uh, the rums talking. I I did. I got hearing aids. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. When I put those hearing aids in on Friday and had them calibrated properly. I actually posted on Facebook a scene from Jerry Lewis, the nutty professor, when he gets drunk and comes into class and every noise drives him crazy. That's what it's like right now, wearing my hearing aids. Now, I'm not wearing them tonight. Well, Maybe that's why I can't hear you, Davey. I don't have my hearing aids in. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we have here. Um, I see a Facebook user. Much love to Ron Don Brown. We don't, oh, know, that, we don't cool. know who that user is, but uh, they're part of it. Probably a cute girl. It might be. Yeah. It might be. Let's see. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey, I'm married. So you didn't hear that, dear. Just didn't I, hear that. Yeah, if, you if, know, if you your wife that. is listening, you better be careful. She might I, be. Let's see. Will the historian, now I have homemade vanilla aged with rum. Oh, Makes nice. a great ad, 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 additive to homemade whipped cream for homemade key lime pie. Ooh, that's a good thought. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, if uh, a little side note, one year I made 2,000 rum cakes. I had to do a lot of R&D to make them, uh, research and drinking. Um, <laughs> and what I learned is, you know, maybe some of you probably, when you distill rum, uh, alcohol evaporates at 172 degrees. So if you put rum into a pan and try to cook it into a rum cake, it will just evaporate and you'll wind up with no flavor at all. So the thing to do if you want to make a rum cake is to go ahead and bake your <clears throat> your rum and then create a glaze using the rum and, and sugar so that the, the rum uh, sits on top and then you soak, you pour your rum all over and let it soak into the cake. So you can't, you can't cook with rum on an open fire. It evaporates at 172 degrees. So make your cake and then soak it in rum. There's a good piece of work. All right, Athena Rivers. This is really cool watching this. I wish I could watch in person. My coworker used to work in a beer plant up north and the stories I heard of how it's made, super cool. Athena, you can come down and watch the show anytime you like. Sometimes we let people sit in the studio here and drink rum with us. That's... <laughs> Only if they're obnoxious. Hey. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, so I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting grief because I was very frustrated earlier about this show, and I wasn't very polite to my wife. So in front of everybody, I'm, I'm sorry. very sorry, yeah. my dear. I did not mean to be mean to you. <clears throat> I just get um, frustrated when technology doesn't work. Um, let me comment on Jim's talk about sulfur water. Yes. Um, a good point, um, when the rum is distilled, or any of these spirits, it's distilled at a higher proof from the fountain of youth. Well, I'd love to have that too. See, I'm actually 93 years old, so I drink lots of rum. Um, but but uh, the water, when you distill a spirit, it typically comes out of the still at like a minimum of almost like 120 degrees. De depends how many runs you mill, you run, runs, you make, not mill. Runs you make. <laughs> and, 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 and stripping runs or go whatever. Ahead, put up, that's why it's the 100, rum's always It's going. 120 proof or more. So how do you get it to 80 proof? 
Well, you add water to it. Some of these places will just add tap water, which has got chlorine and everything else in it to dilute it down. So a lot of places have ROI water. So they treat their water. And uh, uh, so it's important to understand the distillery. Take these distillery tours, but ask them where they get the water. If they get it from the, from the city water supply, I don't know. It's questionable. So a little story I tell to the children about the Fountain of Youth. If they come into the Pirate Museum and take one of my tours and they've gone to the Fountain of Youth, I always ask them if they tasted the water. This is for you, Jim. You can use this story. Actually, you probably heard me do it before. I asked the children if they tasted the water and they all exclaimed that it was tasting terrible and it was yucky or whatever else. And I tell them that's because Captain Mayhem takes a bath in the water every morning. <laughs> it makes all the kids gag and have a good time. I guess. Yes. Yeah. So let's see. Um, Cruzan rum buys used barrels from Jim Beam since you can't use a bourbon barrel but once. I did not know that. I might have. I have a contact with Cruzan Rum. Maybe we should see if we can get a Cruzan bottle barrel of rum. Hi, right, we're working with Cruzan Rum. Doesn't hurt to ask. Hey, doesn't hurt to ask. The worst that can happen is no. We're also hoping that maybe if now there's a 305 in here. Go back, baby. The 305. That's the keys in Miami. That's the keys in Miami. I am betting that that is somebody that knows Mr. Don Brown. Love the podcast. This is awesome. You can see his picture. Is that somebody you know from? What picture? Where? Right there, right there. See right there? Right there on the screen at the bottom right there. Can you see that? Can you see it? It's kind of small, though. And we, we've got we've got rum eyes now, so. <laughs> I don't know that guy. That's my son. <laughs> Is it your son? Yeah. Is it really? He's probably got half of uh, Universal uh, uh, Studios, uh, the the. Well, we could use in Orlando. Well, we could watching use, now. We, we could use more people. And SeaWorld, he was a diver for SeaWorld. His wife, lovely lady, most of the time, um, it works for uh, a 3D printing company and Disney. So, so well, then what's the best place to get the barrels? That's what Ransom Mayhem wants to know. I guess you just have to ask around or go online. That, 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 there, there are uh, brokers out there. You go online, there are brokers that will sell one barrel at a time. And you just need to, to search on the, on the Internet. Go to, uh, but, the, but you raise an interesting point because the barrel imparts a lot of the flavor. So if you choose a bourbon barrel versus a rye barrel, it will change the flavor profile of the, the, the rum that you, uh, that you produce out of it. So... Uh, it is important. I happen to like bourbon barrels. In fact, the, the in, rum industry as a whole universally is bourbon barrels. So will the historian, if I start finding some bourbon barrels and mixing some rum, maybe it'll be the best of both worlds for both of us. Does that sound like a good plan? Well, at least you and your friends. Right, that's it. Yeah. I, so Zachary Harker, um, who's watching the show, is watching us. He watches us every week. He's a loyal listener. I've got to figure a way to make sure he's rewarded, but he, he's from Michigan, and he brought down some rum from a distillery in Michigan, and it was really good rum. We liked it. We just drank it all up. Um, if you're coming back down, Zachary, for either the Halloween event we do or Old City Pirate Festival in February, come down and be my guest, but bring a rum, and, and we'll have some fun with it. Let's see who else is on here. Um, so your son thinks this is a good podcast. That's good. 
Um, love me some dark rum. That's from Black Sails Adventures. And let's and see. Make, um, I didn't. I don't know if I've go emphasized ahead. this enough, but again, just go out and do it. You know, get yourself a five-gallon barrel. You're gonna spend. Well, you don't have to spend. If, I, if you fill a barrel up with uh, something like Ray Nephew, and the reason that you use an overproof is that if you're going to age the rum, you know, then you want to age 100 and say 151 proof. And then after four years, you know, there's angel share. You're going to lose 10%. It's going to evaporate, right? It's going to seep out through through the barrel. So um, you lose 10% right there. But you take the 151 proof, which is now probably about 140 proof. And instead of getting 30 bottles out, you're going to get 50 bottles out because you're going to, again, proof it down to something most people drink, which is like 80 proof. And you use distilled water. So anybody that's watching the show that's part of the crew and or part of our small circle of supporters, this has given me an idea that we need to find us a barrel and we need yeah. to make some rum and we yeah. only need to age it for two years. Yeah. And then, yeah. then we bottle it and call it Swashbuckler's Rum. And if you... Now, there are distilleries out there like, uh, like Marlin and Barrel um, I don't know if they're still doing it or not. Citrus Distillers was doing it, but there are people that will do a private label for you. So if you have, uh, um, they will do a private label. Uh, they'll do a couple barrels, and they'll, it takes, I think, like in Florida, we're here in Florida, um, it takes, I think, $35 to get a label approval in the state. And you have to submit the formula to the feds, so that's another uh, $75, and there's some time involved. So it's not that expensive if you find somebody at distillery that will work with you. But the distillery is is the key. You find somebody that will work with you. And they're not that hard to find. You just need to be socially approachable. Well, we've, <laughs> I've been working on for the past two years, and we may make it work in 2024, um, we've never had a real rum festival in St. Augustine. Mm. But, and I'm a, I'm a small, small kind of guy, mom and pop thing. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of mom and pop rum places here in Florida, all over the state. And there, there there's, uh, you mean uh, rum makers? Yes. There's, I think, 110. And we'd like to, if we do, if I, if I do some kind of a rum festival here, my prime objective will be to invite those kind of rum people. That's the kind of rum that people don't get to have. It's the craft, the craft. It is craft. Yeah, we'll get a we'll get an anchor sponsor. Yeah. In fact, I've already got at least one considering, but I'm open to anybody because nobody's jumped at the chance. But I think a rum festival where you bring in these craft distillers, yeah. I think it would Especially be a very successful promoted thing. by um, pirates. By pirates. I know this is, podcast isn't all about pirates. No. But but pirates are associated with rum. But like I said, there's last count there was 110 craft distillers in Florida. So we sent so, an invite out to the uh, and, and and those are easy to find too. Yes, there's well, a list. The state has a list. Well, of I'm part of the Florida Rum Society. I think it's the Florida Rum Society. We sent them an invite today to watch the show, and I hope anybody that's watching may pay attention and, and see what we want to do. St. Augustine, the oldest city in the nation. I'd love to do a rum festival in St. Augustine, yeah. and, and it would be nothing but craft distillery rums. 
And I've got a couple of possibilities for anchor sponsors, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. So moving down a little bit more, because um, people are still making comments, which we appreciate. Natural honey is also an excellent sweetener. You have to be careful, yes. though, Jim, because I just learned the hard way that some honeys are way, way high in sugar. Mm. There are some some honeys that will, they just got too much. <laughs> so you have to be careful with honeys. But I, I think some of the honeys that are, um, that have a flower base um, might be really cool. And he's got a good point there. Um, let's see, you can yeah. also resist you can also resist a lower, the lower proof alcohol an additional time to bring the proof up. Resist. You can also resist. Uh, I'm not catching the meaning of that. I think your typing was redistill re the lower proof yeah, your from voice the higher. Detects yes. These words. Yeah, that, no. Redistill the lower proof from to higher proof from. That's yes. the, that. That's what we were talking about earlier when we were talking about the the tax collector would come in and light the rum with mixed with gunpowder. Right. And if the gunpowder was too wet because the rum was not high proof, then the gunpowder wouldn't light up. That's what they would do. They would bring in many barrels of very, very low proof rum. Because back in the day, there was nothing, there were no, and I never get the word right, there were, there were no guidelines, is a good word. There were no guidelines on, on how, nowadays, all the rum companies, they have to sit by a guideline and it has to be made mm -hmm. proper, especially the big names. Yeah. The smaller mom and pops can do whatever they want, but back in the day, during the, the golden age of piracy, when some of these barrels would come in, some of them, you could drink the whole barrel and not feel anything from it, but you could drink one shot of the, of the good barrel. And so they would, they would bring the good barrels in. It would be taxed because it would light. It was high proof, 109%. And then they'd bring in the other barrels. They'd mix it all together. We just lost connection. Nope, it's still there. All right, that was weird. Uh, technology is just driving me crazy tonight. And, I apologize. And, and, and redistilling the lower proof—that's true. What the industry does, the the distillers is, uh, if they have a, 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 if they've done a bad batch, you know, they don't just throw that out. They'll throw it back in the still. And they'll distill it again, and it will distill at a higher proof. Wow. Every time you run it through a still, that's why vodka comes out at, uh, by law, it has to be 190 proof for vodka. When it comes out of the still, vodka, by definition, is 190 but proof. But vodka here in the United States is not made the same as Russian vodka. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I used to be a big vodka drinker, and I lived in Europe, and Russian vodka is potatoes. Yeah, yeah, American vodka yeah. is not. Yeah, so it, it, some of it is. Some of it. Some it, of it. Um, some of the higher end vodkas here are, but yeah. So um, my. But the point is that, that to create that higher, a lot of rum is made in a pot still, which is a big copper pot, you know, that you put the the ferment into. Ferment goes in at about twelve percent of alcohol, and then it boils and it evaporates at one hundred seventy-two, uh, but. But vodka is typically done in a column still, so it's you have a column still, and you have to process it more times to get that higher proof. Really? Yeah. Right. So we were talking about the purple label for the Order of the Leviathan? Yeah. My brother, Ransom Mayhem, over in Panama City, says he has one bottle of the purple label. 
Well, they're hard to get. Are the Leviathan? Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't don't open that one, Ransom. No, Keep that not. one. Unless you want to open it in it, Panama it, it City. It has the red, uh, the red wax. It has a, uh, that Leviathan bottle, that purple bottle, uh, has a natural cork and it's sealed in beeswax. The wax they use for the, like, like Maker's Mark and all of those, that wax is a plastic. It's a candle wax. It's, right. Yeah, it's a yeah. synthetic wax. But the, uh, the ones for the Leviathan, that could, because I tried to make it as original as I could, it's real beeswax. So it'll melt at a lower temperature wow. and softer. But it's really cool. It's red. So I see a couple of people that responded to the idea of a, of a sword fighting seminar. That's good mm -hmm. to know. Which makes me want to ask a quick question. Mandy Joe, are you coming out to Florida for our event in February? That's the plan. Oliver sounds like he's coming with me for Black I can't hear you. Well. Just shake your okay. head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't learned to read lips yet either, but I, I hope you come out because it's going to be a great event. We'd love to have you and, and Bo come out, and you can you can bring your little one too if she wants to come out and be a mermaid again. Yep. Yeah, and it's going to be at least two and a half days this year. Nice. So you're going to have to come out a day early and stay a day late. We'll do our we'll best. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. So let's see what else we have on our... I, I love looking at the comments because it, it makes me feel good to know that people are watching the show. I didn't know they were running. I would have I would have responded to them in real time. I didn't even realize that. No, yeah. So yeah. what we do is... Bell pops, well, while we were talking, some of the comments got put up that were um, appropriate to what we were talking about. Oh, I see. But then I always like to go back and, and make sure that I, I, I say hello and thank you to everybody else for supporting our show. Um, Logan Spencer says it was a great show tonight. He's an uh, inductee for the Order of Leviathan, which oh. reminds me we did not do this yet. And Logan says he has a, bo a bottle of the Order rum. We did oh, not do cool. this yet. You got your ring? I do. Hi, up to the camera. Ladies and gentlemen, that ring right there and his right there, that's an Order ring, ladies and gentlemen. The Order of Leviathan. We are both the, members of the, the Order. This is the old one? Yep. This is the... That's the new one. The now they ring call of honor. they call the, um, the they call the old one the cruel ring because it's very sharp and edgy. But mine is so old, it's very smooth. So mine is the friendly ring. But that is it right there. And here is mine. And I know that we have. Let's see. I'm going to get mine off there. There's mine. Right side by side. There they are, ladies and gentlemen. That is the Order of Leviathan rings. Logan's watching us. He is an inductee. And oh, then he would get the Ring of Honor. Yes, and then Ra Ransom Mayhem, he is a member also, he was inducted last February. So we have at least four members of the order on board. I know I sent an invite to the entire order. If anybody else is watching, we welcome you aboard and thank you for watching us and supporting us. Let's see, um, Logan is viewing from Savannah, that's where he's at. We're getting ready to work on some new parties, uh, some new get-togethers down here. Logan, I'll let you know when they're going to happen. Um, my son says, I will look forward to it. So I think he's talking about the idea that I will put rum in a bourbon barrel. All right. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it, folks. Save yourself a lot of money. Can I give one more tip? Let me answer one thing on All my right. son real quick. He said it was one of the smoothest whiskeys he had ever had, and that is the Jameson's... Um, cask barrel rum, or whiskey that I gave him as a gift. Okay. So I'm glad he liked that. I hope you haven't drunk it all yet. Maybe we'll have to have some more of it. I'll, I'll try to find another bottle. 
Go ahead. Uh, so, folks, to uh, pirates and all everybody, if you want to save money uh, when you're buying your spirits, um, if you like a particular spirit, look for the handle, the 175. It's 1,750 milliliter bottles. Because if you buy that, you will literally get 200 and, you know, 175, you'll get 250 milliliters for free, basically. So, um, I, I, if you have a, you're not going to buy all of your uh, rums uh, in the handles, but the ones that you, uh, when you have guests and friends and family over, and you're having large parties, um, you keep the good stuff to yourself off to the side. And we all do this. I have ten dollar friends and twenty dollar friends. <laughs> come, come Christmas time, I judge them. <laughs> I so, judge. Is this friend worth it? Is this friend worth a ten dollar Christmas gift or twenty dollar? So here's how gift? I do it. So I'll, I'll tell this story. Here's how I do it, and and all my crew and now Don Ron has seen my liquor cabinet, and I've got I don't know forty different rums in there. He hides the good stuff. So. <laughs> If you come to my house, I really do like to offer you rum, and I will offer you a shot of rum. Two rules in my house. We never shoot rum. I agree with that. We never yeah. shoot rum. Second rule, if when I offer you a bottle of rum or a shot of rum and I'm bringing out Zaya or Zacapa or Diplomatico, these are all high-end rums. These are all rums that are $40 or more a bottle. Uh, especially like this um, this Pusser's rum here that's $90 yeah. a bottle, yeah. We, I will offer you those rums. I'll get the glasses out get ready to pour it. But if the first words out of your mouth are, can I have some Coke with it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. My, my hand goes back in the cabinet, and I have three <laughs> bottles of Captain Morgan and two bottles of Bacardi. You're going to get Bacardi or Captain Morgan rum. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So I, I'm I not going to. I'm not. If you if you think you have to have Coke with your rum, you do not know how to drink rum. It's like yeah. drinking whiskey or bourbon um, or rum. The good rums, you do not need a mixer. Mm -hmm. Mixers are when you're at the disco wanting to dance your butt off. That's all I got to say. So let's see. Uh, Logan Spencer says he also has a bottle of the order rum. Hey, Logan, have you cracked that bottle yet? If you haven't, I would suggest maybe you bring it down, and we might have to, at Old City Pirate Festival, have to have a Order of the Leviathan Rum event. But we'll talk about that. Jack Daniels is a sour mash, not bourbon. Okay, I agree with that. Um, and Sounds like he knows what he's talking about. He does. Oh, he does. Uh, Logan says he he's a bourbon snob. <laughs> uh, Logan from Savannah, who's one of the order now, is uh, looking forward to meeting you, Don, when he gets a, gets a final chance. Hoping at the induction next year. Next year, I hope to go to the induction myself, except for in May. I'm already booked to do a. Six day, four day, six day, five night, I don't know, a cruise. Many of the pirates of the swashbucklers have booked a cruise. I think we've got about eight, 14 or 18 going on board. If anybody wants to join us and be a part of a cruise, we'd love to have you. And if I do that cruise, I may not be able to go to California in July. But we'll see what happens. A lot can happen. Um, Ransom Mayhem has both rings, and he mixes his rum with rum. 
yeah, yeah. I can I can go with. Wait a minute. Did you just pour yourself a shot of that rum? I did. Did you pour me a shot? No, I poured you a shot. And, and you, I, you forgot to pour I, you a I, shot. I, that's I like that. You like that quick quick recovery? This, right. this is the stuff from my personal barrel. Uh, Jim says he's actually a Daniel snob. I feel I like it better than bourbon. Jim, I've got a really cool bottle of Jack Daniels here. I'd love you. I've always told you I want you to come to the house and see our, my new pirate room and my man cave. I have a great bottle of Jack Daniels here. If you want to come over and sit and, and hang out with me sometime, we haven't sat and visited for ages. It's time for you to come and say hello. So let's talk about that. Utah Pirates, 16 people listed on the booking count for the cruise. Thank you. Utah Pirates. Oh, yeah. in fact, I think Utah Pirates are going with us, so that's going to be a good cruise. You should think about what it. Bring your wife. It's in May, I believe. Oh, that 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 smart ass kid of mine. He loves the cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he we'll and his wife. Out. Yeah, we'll have to come out. So, but Jeff, do you need to have garb? Is is it a? Pirate? We're going to be in garb, but you okay. don't have to be. Um, right. In fact, the cruise ship we're going on, it's already advertised that they do family feud. And we're going to dress up and do family feud as pirates. <laughs> Can I be Steve? Huh? I want to be Steve. You want to be Steve Harvey? Yeah. All right, you're going to have to put some color on. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers, mate. It's been a good show, ladies and gentlemen. We started at 8.30. Davey, you did a great job Thanks, covering Davey. for us. Thank you very much. Mandy, thank you very much. Thank you, Mandy. Um, I'll, I'll allow you the, the giggling and the laughing. <laughs> if you weren't so cute, I wouldn't let you get away with it. <laughs> and I do well, have to, Dave's kind of cute too. Yeah, so, well, yeah, yeah. I know. I, so <laughs> let me say this: even with all the problems of the show, Davey was still able to run everything. We don't know what's wrong. We'll figure it out this week by next week. Especially since the sheriff is on next week. I don't want it to be bad next week. I probably kicked a plug or something. I, who yeah. knows? We'll figure it out. But Davey did a good job. He covered while we were trying to figure it out, and that's what Davey's good at. He's good at running this show and making sure it works, and he's brought some new ideas into yeah. the show after, uh, as of today that's going to up our game. As far as Mandy is concerned, Mandy is very important to our show, too. Mandy and I have been friends now since uh, 19, 2019, 18. 21? 2020. So put some fingers in here. 2020. 2020. Uh-huh. All right. So, and and they were part of our, our pod, our... Well, no, yes, um, it's 2019. Old City Pirate Fest. And you actually brought you and your husband and, what, four or five other people out. And was it last year that your friend, the, the blacksmith, was part of the show? It, does he want to come out this year? Yes. Good. Um, and they, the female blacksmith we had, she's going to be a part of it, too, so they can work together and they have all day Saturday to have fun. We have live blacksmiths doing demonstrations. I like to get some hooks. I've been I'm <clears throat> learning to cook over an open fire on wood, and I need some hooks for the kettles. So what we'll do is we'll ask them to make certain things for us. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, it has been a challenge tonight, but my crew has made this challenge not so bad. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, that's... The best part about being a captain. Can I just thank? I'd like to thank the folks that hung in there with us through the uh, the sound trials and tribulations. Uh, we still can't hear anything, <laughs> but that's okay. And uh, thank you again. Thank you for uh, 
for uh, sticking around trying to uh, learn something about Rome. I appreciate it. So we only have, let's see, we showed our platforms, we did the thank you video, we showed our numbers, so I only have two more things to do. Davey, the first thing is i got to give away one of these. So every one of our guests gets one of these. It is a, oh. it's, it's like a challenge coin, but it's a poker chip. It's got our logo on it. And it's black, so if you've ever been to Vegas, you know black is $100. Okay. Yeah, it's not worth $100. Don't get all excited. <laughs> but oh, on the back dang. side of it, on the back side of it, Davey, I since... I was tingling in my <laughs> pants. <laughs> since you, and, since I can't hear you guys, I'm going to do the sound off, okay? I'll do the whole thing. Because on the back of our chip that we give to everybody, it's part of the podcast, part of the crew, always. And tonight is an exact example of how part of the crew stepped in and took care of this little flaw and made sure that the show still ran. I was frustrated. Mm. I don't like technology problems. It makes it even worse when my crew is sitting there laughing at me. It's a good thing I love them, but this, this is one of those things. As I always say, the show must go on. Davey proved that tonight. And for those people that are curious why we were 30 minutes late, now it's time for me to brag on Davey one more time. The local theater here in town is doing The Music Man. And both Davey and Donna are going to be in The Music Man, and it starts up soon. And Davey, whether he did it on purpose or not, is now part of the quartet that sings in The Music Man. If any of you have ever seen The, Mu the Music Man movie, I, I happen to like that kind of movie. Davey is one of the singers. So he had a rehearsal tonight, but the rehearsal did not allow him to get home in time to do the show at 8. He had, could not get there in time until 8.30. So I'm sure he rushed home and still to our chagrin, something didn't work. Next week is the same thing, ladies and gentlemen. If you're watching this tonight, Next week, we will be an 8.30 show. The Sheriff of St. John's County will be here, and we hope that you'll tune in. We'll be talking about some of the things that are coming up because school season started. It's time to make sure we're paying attention to the signs and the speed limits in school zones. It's time to make sure we're paying attention to everything around us, and the Sheriff will be here to help us understand what's going on. As I said earlier, part of the podcast, part of the crew, always Ron Don Brown, Thank, Thank you, you for being a part of the show. He drove here all the way from Tennessee, Tennessee to be a part of the show. Yep. Now, he had a side, a side interest going on, but still, he got to be in the show and in the studio. Yep. And that chip right there is yours. Thank you, brother. Thank Appreciate you very much. We still got a few pieces of rum here to, to drink up and have a good time. And... Nightingale in Florida says, Sail through stormy waters. Captain made it to shore. Thank you very much. You're absolutely right. Bring the rum to Panama City event. Why do I want to bring the rum, Ransom, if you've already got several bottles of the rum? It's already gone. <laughs> It'll be gone. Alright. And a Facebook user has said that I'm still on the bad list. I bet I know what that Facebook user is. <laughs> and oh, thank well. you for to Pussers and uh, yes. Marlon and Bell just Pussers, rum, and, and we... Um, we put their flag up here, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave that flag up there. Pusser's Rum, because I like Pusser's Rum, 
And I yeah, we don't it. like the British, though, right? No, well, pirates. Pirates are good. The British, British Navy, are good. Eh. Yeah, questionable. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching the show. We hit the two-hour mark, two hours and three minutes. I always say, if it's just me and Davey and the rest, it's a boring show and we'll be done in 45 minutes. But with every good guest, we go over the hour part, up to two. Cheers all. Huzzah. Huzzah.